0: Hi guys, welcome back to Far Entertainment with Shelby and Alex. Me. Okay, so this episode was episode three of Haunting of Blind Manor. And it's called Two Faces Part One. Which is very exciting. And it's kind of focusing on like Peter Quint. His whole I don't know, getting behind the man who just stares creepily in windows like smirking at people.
1: <laughs> I know, right? So he, he's either staring at you through a window or he's staring at you from on top of a balcony where he's not supposed to be. But yeah. apparently that's not uncommon for him because we see him in that, uh, in the, the forbidden wing. Uh,
0: pet, yeah.
1: Yeah, this episode we see him, we see him up there again. Um,
0: Sneaking around.
1: Yeah, he's the same actor from the first uh, season, right? He's Luke. Yeah, he
0: plays he plays Luke, yeah. Yeah, I like he's Luke. Kinda,
1: Don't like I Peter. Like,
0: yeah, I like Luke, but I feel like this guy's getting typecasted because in Invisible Man, he plays the same kind of, like, abusive, kind of, like, creepy boyfriend of uh, Elizabeth Moss.
1: Yeah, that's right. He's incredibly narcissistic in that one as well. Mm-hmm. But even at the very end when he's trying to, like, "Quote unquote," fix things. He he seems he feels like he's you know holding all the
0: cards.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not a fan of it, But yeah,
0: he, no, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying that episode starting out with tainted love by Soft Cell. I've got to say it's probably the smartest thing anyone's ever done in the history of like long It's just beautiful. I love that song so much. So since as as it started, I was like, okay, yeah, like maybe Peter's not such a bad guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely definitely an interesting start, I must say, because. Um, it makes sense. It does. It does. Hated love. It, it is. What is it? Like, I used to run to you. Now I run from you. Like, this it oh, is yeah. totally um, kind of just, I don't know, uh, foreshadowing kind of what's happening through it because there are a lot of issues with Peter and with oh, yeah. Miss Jessel because, yeah. oh, man, that is a toxic, toxic relationship if I've ever seen one.
0: I mean at the very beginning, well, first of all, he's an enabler. Like he just like keeps buying drinks for his boss at like six AM or not six but, you know, like early in the morning, buying him a new shirt and then but when Miss Jessel comes in, he like immediately tries to like cut her down. He's like very cautious about it, you know?
1: Yeah, I wonder if he's trying to cut her down because he's trying to get her to feel like she owes him for uh being successful with the interview, that she didn't get it on her own merits, but got it because he put in the good word with his boss who he's Mm. been running around doing all this stuff. He's the real man behind the curtain. um, He
0: definitely seems like it.
1: Yeah, pulling these puppet strings, which, ooh, that creepy play type thing with puppet strings, like, that fits Peter. He's behind the scenes. Like a marionette. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
0: I always think of that gross scene from Sound of Music when they make, like, the goat's dance I hate that (laughs) (laughs) I I, like I love the movie but every time I watch that I'm like "Mm, cute yeah (laughs) no I mean and I think Peter is just because of who he is like he's very narcissistic he just has to be in control of everything like he took over the interview he he corrected Henry when he was like oh yeah the nanny job he's like actually it's au pair and then with Miss Jessel he's like so you're here for the nanny job like he's very like strategic
1: That was incredibly interesting to me that like he corrects him and then does the same, you know, faux pas, like, oops, I let slip. It was a nanny uh, or that it's a nanny job. Um, And uh, Mr. Wingraves mentions it. He's like, you said nanny. Well, I mistake. it. Peter's like, did I? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Definitely. He has to have control and you, you see it. It's, it's in the way, it's all through the episode. There's, there's so many different parts of it that you could talk about that just show his absolute need to be in control. And I wonder if that is one of his keys. Like it comes back, we talked about it in the second episode for a hot second about maybe if the keys are going to come back. And we get an explanation yeah. from Peter. He's the source of this key comment that um, uh, Miles uh, mentions
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, in episode two. He's the source like everybody has to have keys
0: yeah well i mean like even they he talks to miles specifically later when he's like oh i got miss jessel flat or i got flora flowers but like let's have miss jessel and like let's give her one but it's just funny because he's like oh you have keys and everything and then miles is like well why would you get flowers for my sister if you're trying to find uh miss jessel's keys and he's like i didn't get them for flora even though he gave it to her so he's like even to like this 10 year old kid i don't know i feel like he's trying to like make miles his like little protege demon child
1: and it's working, unless uh, Miles is possessed by Peter, which I, I definitely think is a distinct possibility. We haven't seen that explicitly, yeah.
0: yet, Yeah. But
1: he definitely mimics Peter. Now that we've seen him kind of in action, you can see those uh, those creepy moments that Miles has with Danny earlier in the season. You see, <laughs> you can see that. Yep, that's a totally a Peter <laughs> moment. Is kind of what I I thought when I saw it. Yeah. Yep. I could see Peter doing that. Yeah. Um, but also I, I was thinking with the whole key comment and Peter mm-hmm. needing to have control. Isn't that what like locking your door and locking your stuff is giving you control of who has access to what? So it, it's kind yeah. of this interesting idea of, well, you know, you find a way to be able to unlock people's doors, understand them better, but also isn't it a way to control people? Cause if you hold the key, like uh the the drinks being provided or the job or you know miles of miles uh kind of respect and flora's uh you know like you know liking him if you control those he's able to kind of move through the house and do what he wants at his will he's controlling the situation so i i, yeah. don't, I think it's at least to me i think the the locks as i was thinking about this and the keys isn't just understanding people, it's it's another kind of, I don't know, metaphor of how he likes to be able to control what's happening. If he knows how, what, how people react, he can either lock them out or lock them into acting the way that he wants them to act.
0: Oh. No, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But yeah, if you have the key, you can control who gets in and who gets out, essentially. And you kind of see that later. I mean, like, the whole, like, oh, will they, won't they, like, get together and all that stuff. And then Miss Jessel and him, like, slept together. And then in the morning, he, like, he, I mean, he doesn't succeed, but he tries to get her to stay. And she's, like, well, I have to go, like, watch the kids. Like, that's my entire job. And then he grabs her elbow, like, super hard. And he's, like, I want you to stay, please. And she's, like, "Mm -hmm." like, no, that's okay. But, like, he gets, like, super upset about it. And he's very possessive. And you see that, like, later with Owen in the batter <laughs> it's yeah like, it's funny but it's just so stupid because it shows like how much he can't handle not being in control even something as simple as like I'm gonna taste my coworker's food and then like he's like oh like you want to sleep with him while I'm out of here like it's just incredible
1: yeah it was uh, well it's definitely a two-faced reaction you see this nice kind of Peter well I mean I guess nice isn't the right word though because he's totally controlling it it's toxic right from the beginning I mean we pointed yeah. it out but, like, Jessel's obviously fallen for him. Like, yeah. obviously fallen for him. But it's not a good relationship. And there's so many reasons why it's not a good relationship. It's just – but uh, I'm trying to remember where I was going with that. Um, but it was just – it's so hard to, to see her be trapped into this situation. Not only is she trapped at Bly Manor,
0: But she's trapped
1: with Peter and not being able to see that and that control that he has to have on on people's lives.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's sad because, like, that whole conversation that they have, and he's like, So, why are you really here? And she reveals, like, she's really ambitious and she wants to be, like, kind of the same position that Henry does, but she doesn't want to get there by, like, sleeping her way to the top, or I can't remember what she says, but I think it's like grabbing at skirts is what the men do. So she doesn't want to do that. Which, like, I respect her for. But then Peter uses her, like, biggest dream against her, which I think is just terrible. Like, he uses it to trap her in even further. I don't know. Right. It's just super sad because she just, like, is such a good person and he's so awful. Yeah, completely awful.
1: Um, and he totally mansplains that to her right there. <laughs> like, she's explaining the situation. He's like, okay, well, let me re-explain the situation in my own terms. But she's just looking, like, adoringly in his eyes. And it's just, oh, man. Yeah. I think the I mean, real he- hero, though, of this episode, yeah, Owen.
0: <laughs>
1: Owen is the best.
0: I love ever. Owen. He's love just such Owen. a nice guy.
1: He's so good, and it it, it's, it makes me like him even more because I'm a huge Liverpool fan, and he is too. Like the actor is, and so it's just <laughs> like, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, extra points, doing good. He
0: gets brownie points just on site.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, brownie oh, points. It's so
0: nice. Owen's oh, nice, and so is um miss oh man i can't remember her name hannah hannah gross i forgot i almost said grossman
1: i think their relationship
0: (laughs) is so cute it is very cute
1: you can tell like just how much they they enjoy spending time with each other Mm -hmm. it's it's more of i I, it's almost like you look at how owen and hannah interact during the episode and you're like that's what a relationship should be and that's like right underneath quinn and uh jessel like, just right underneath their 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 boxes. Yeah. And yet, their relationship is a complete absolute opposite. Worst? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just
0: think it's funny that everyone else in the house, except for Rebecca, hates Peter Quint. They're just like, they like, do you see what he's doing? And they, like, just kind of, like, not glare at him, but you can tell that, like, they're not comfortable. Like, they all are, Jamie and Hannah and Owen are all super close, and they're trying to include Rebecca, but then whenever Peter's around, you can definitely tell that, like, there's like animosity, like it doesn't seem comfortable, and I it just makes me wonder like what Peter treats them like when before, you know, like Rebecca.
1: Yeah, or if he even showed up really at the house all that much outside of coming with Harvey, you know, or Henry, not Henry, Henry, Henry. Yeah, Harvey. <laughs> I was yeah, like, Harvey, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it is late. Oh okay. boy, but yeah, so it's like it makes you wonder how many times he actually showed up at the house um outside of spending time with Henry um
0: doubtful but he well, definitely it seems knows... like oh, oh go sorry ahead. it just seems like he's like always like whenever he's there he's not he's there for like something else like he's either like with Rebecca or he's like going into like their personal stuff and just like taking like wine or like just like random things and he get like whenever he gets called out he's like oh well since I'm like Henry's second in command like I'm I'm allowed to do this it's okay and yeah, she's definitely... so annoying
1: he definitely knows his way around the house pretty well. He finds that Bordeaux that he gets yeah. out. He finds uh um the you know, that fur coat that he convinces Rebecca to get naked in to be able to feel yeah. the fur. You have to this type of coat you have to feel without skin. any clothing on. I mean that that's just creepy status right there. I um, know, but also
0: like the f- Fact that he took it from like a dead woman's clothing is like really something that like he didn't even like think about that. Like he was nope. just like, Oh, like I just got it for you. Like, don't worry about the fact that this is like a dead woman's and like we're standing in this dead woman's bedroom that we're not allowed to be in because it's been closed off because they're dead. Like let's just take cute Polaroids and get naked. Like what like <laughs> I guess it's
1: it's the type of thing where it's like, well, they're dead so they're not going to use it so why waste it kind of idea i guess
0: yeah it's just it's not his place and like i he always says he's like oh henry like said i could do this and it makes because there are like different possibilities it makes me wonder is henry just so like drunk that he says yes to anything because i don't think he would do that because like, it's still his family but or the other is that he's just not telling him anything and he's just going about quietly like taking things because henry doesn't answer anyone's calls he's just betting on the fact that no one's going to call and confirm like oh did you give him permission to get take this like coat you know
1: yeah whether henry actually knows what's there or not there anymore like
0: henry wouldn't let him do that but like then again i really have no idea
1: yeah we we don't really have a clear view of henry other than he is definitely an alcoholic and he will
0: he seems smart though
1: He he is smart, but even Danny says, like, wait a second, why wouldn't he come? Like, I I called him. Like, when the police officer is there at the very beginning of the episode. um, Oh, yeah. And he's like, I did my rounds. it's like, okay, thanks. Do you see anything? No, I did my rounds. Okay, but did you see anything? I didn't see it. Like, that was, I don't know. (laughs) You don't really trust that police officer that he actually did his job
0: um yeah there. but like he seemed scared when hannah was like oh then i'll just call my boss henry Wingrave," and he's like oh i'll do it again like whatever so like, obviously his name has polls, so it really makes me wonder what henry was like before whatever like whatever made him an alcoholic like because i mean at the well, very I mean, beginning his brother did
1: die so
0: no i know i know but i mean like why he's so like detached from it like i want to hear more about him but oh, um at the beginning when he's like you know my boss is gonna tell if you have a stain on your shirt she's like i'll just cover it with my hair like no big deal and as soon as she, he walks in henry clocks her and he's like you know you're you have a stain on your blouse. like he's observant like he's smart it's just too bad that like he's not really a big character at this point because he's either like drunk or he's like avoiding talking to them on the phone you know
1: yeah, I wonder if that's going to, if that's going to play a bigger role, besides just being an absentee, you know, guardian at this point, if yeah. whatever caused Henry to disappear into the alcohol um, is going to, to come up, maybe he had a role um, in the house of some sort, and now he just can't return to Bly Manor because it's just, it's mm. too filled with memories
0: maybe that could be yeah i guess that could be a reason why he would let peter take stuff too if it's that route of like just take this stuff because i don't like i won't do anything with this code i won't do anything with this wine right he would probably use the wine
1: probably well i mean (laughs) maybe it's not his drink of choice (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah uh no uh holy cow so we have like i kind of feel like This is almost a love story more than it is a horror story at this point because you have Owen and Hannah, you have the ruinous relationship of Peter and Rebecca, and now you have Danny and the gardener. Jamie! Who would have thought?
0: I know, that part was funny. Too bad it got ruined immediately after with the weird headlight boy getting like, basically like Exorcist dragged me to hell style, like moved back (laughs) into the house. Like, what was that?
1: just yoink just straight back in
0: yeah like i I get that it was supposed to be like oh scary like what's gonna happen but i started laughing when i first saw it because like he's standing there nothing's happening all of a sudden he just gets like basically like whiplash like yanked back into the house but then it makes me wonder like is the house like the one dragging him back or was it just like oh like scary movie ending you know
1: yeah like what was dragging him go ahead yeah i i had like three ideas like i either thought that it was like scary ending just to creep you out to yeah. the house suck and get like controls like the memories or controls what people oh. are seeing or has like mm-hmm. a, a part in it and so he was getting sucked he's being put back into his place you know getting sucked away or mm. three it has something to do with her memory of him like whatever the event is the traumatic event maybe yeah. i don't know that one maybe not as much i i I feel like since The Haunting of Hill House was so much about how much the house plays a part in uh, the, the haunting and the memories and, and kind of the whole fiasco of what happened um, yeah. to them that I feel like Blind Manor, I don't know, my hunch is that Blind Manor plays a big part in it. So him getting sucked back to his place, maybe, maybe Flora picked up his doll and stuck him back That's in That's what I was going to say. Or something like that. Yeah.
0: I wonder if he has a doll
1: and that's what I was thinking
0: about the entire time because if so like I mean I could understand like you know like a little kid playing with it would like throw a doll or like pull it away but I don't know interesting ending but yeah I really hope Danny and Jamie get together I I really like them like I think they're both super nice and I think (laughs) Jamie's a lot more uh level-headed than Danny is I feel like Danny just always tries to like go stab people with like pokers and like well, she's just
1: power walking around Blind Manor at this point.
0: I know I sent it to you, but there's this girl on TikTok who's like, "This is my impression of uh, Danny from Blind Manor," and it's just her like speed walking and like violently moving her arms back and forth. And I think it's <laughs> the funniest thing. Like, I love Victoria, the lady who plays Danny, but it's like so accurate. I could not stop laughing.
1: It is so accurate. She, I mean, she's a woman <laughs> on a mission, and she's gonna get there.
0: She's got mom jeans on. She's got to go.
1: Oh yeah, definitely going. Uh oh man I I as much as I didn't like Peter I I don't like Peter but mm-hmm. I feel like this episode n- explained a lot to what's happening we get a look yeah. at this other other I don't know situation I I I feel like we finally met like the real ghost like Peter is the ghost he's the one that's haunting Bly Manor or at least is trapped here the one who's interacting the most Yeah um besides this lady in the lake type person that we've heard about
0: yeah yeah i don't know like it it's interesting though because i like this episode i don't like peter but i like the episode because there were certain parts where i was actually like because he's like he's basically a sociopath like he's very charismatic and like charming and the one part where he, like, wakes her up because he's just, like, standing outside her door, like, the night before they sleep together. I was, like, oh, cute. Like, oh, romantic. And then I was, like, wait, no. Like, this is, like, super abusive. Like, he's a terrible person. But, like, he's just charming. So, like, I can see how Rebecca was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going to fall in love with this man. Even though he's terrible. It's definitely, like, it shows you how, like, slow the process of abusive relationship is. It kind of reminds me of, like, the frog boiling water thing. Oh, Yeah like if you boil it slowly if you put it in as it starts to boil like it won't jump out but if you put it immediately in boiling water it'll hop out and that's what it made me think of because like that one part where with the batter and he like gets in a fight and he leaves like if he had done that like the first day he met her she would have been like okay you're crazy like i'm not gonna interact with you anymore but because he like slowly like charmed her like she was like oh my gosh peter what did i do wrong
1: right it turned into her being the issue and like first of all like you saw Owen. He wasn't targeting her with any, like, like sexual advances or anything like that. He literally... He literally
0: gave it to everyone.
1: Right. He was literally playing a <laughs> game with every single person. And his yeah. puns, his butter puns, uh, or batter puns. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. Top level. Batter
0: royale.
1: Oh, yeah. Batter. <laughs> She's a battered woman. I so nice Yeah. <laughs> but like, there was nothing... Nothing in it. Like, Peter really had to stretch to 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 do it, and it makes yeah. me wonder if they. Like, I'm not trying to defend Peter or anything like this, but is Peter looking for a reason to to be the the one that's down on his luck or the one that's you know you have to feel sorry for him? Like, is there something else that's there? Because he seems like he's in a pretty good position. I mean, on the couch, he talks about. Uh, When they're having that conversation and you find out that uh, Rebecca wants to be a barrister, he's talking about how Mm. he too has a glass ceiling. And so you can see that he's still trying to get someplace and trying to do something. He's trying to, you know, relate with Rebecca and reach out. But, um, I mean, he's in a pretty nice position. I mean, yeah, Hannah kind of challenges him here and there as he, you know, grabs wine or, you know, tries to seduce women in, in fur coats, you know. But he can get kind of what he wants. He's walking around buying clothes for his boss, whether he buys an extra set for himself. I don't know if Henry's going to notice. You know, he he's, yeah. he's sitting in on on meetings, making executive decisions on the estate and on the, the children's lives. I mean, for somebody who says that he has a glass ce- ceiling, I don't. I don't see it as much as, as he claims to be. Again, maybe this is just where we've only seen a part of Peter's backstory. We don't know what else he's, he's come up through, but I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, it's just interesting.
0: Honestly, I feel like Peter's glass ceiling is the fact that he still has to answer to someone. Like, I think that the fact, like, obviously, he's been able to exert a lot of control over Henry, just because Henry's, like, incapacitated. But I think he knows that, like, once Henry gets his life back together, I can't keep doing this. Like, I can't keep, like, you know, sneaking around, taking things, basically, like, all this different stuff. But I also, I don't know, like, I think even right now, as Henry's, like, drunk all the time and doesn't really do much, I I think he hates the fact that Hannah has that over his head that's like, you know, you still answer to him. I'm like, I think he hates that he has to answer to someone. So I think his whole goal, like his glass ceiling is like, I need to be what Henry is and I want to have people under me. Like I'm under someone right now. Like, I think he just hates the idea that like, he's still like a assistant. Answerable
1: to, to somebody else.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Wants to be his own man. Make his own yeah. decisions. Yeah. Just Peter definitely dominates in this in this episode, even though you do have some other tie-in stories that come through but yeah yeah, he definitely he definitely fits as a villain um (laughs) he definitely checks those boxes in in multiple ways my question is if peter is this ghost and if he's uh possessing miles um what's his angle i mean rebecca's dead They, I mean, they pick up the phone, and that was one of the things that they did, is they started just telling the person on the phone, hey, she's dead, you know, you jerk. Oh,
0: yeah, Jamie, and Jamie, Jamie said that to him. Yeah, so, if... I don't know, I don't know what his end goal would be. Maybe it's just that he wants, I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine why you'd want to possess a 10-year-old boy. Like, why wouldn't you possess Owen, who at least is, like, older, and, like, has more, like, presence. Yeah,
1: I don't don't understand why he would choose Miles unless it's this idea of, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm stretching here pretty far. I just think of the movie The Skeleton Key, and, like, one of the things is, you know, through possessing of somebody a younger body, you're able to, you know, move and extend your life, but I don't get that feeling from Peter. Um, So I don't understand why Miles is the choice here. Um, No, I just...
0: I don't know. Maybe Miles is the one that is the most willing to be possessed. Like going back to that whole Legion thing.
1: I guess like that's My, true. maybe
0: Miles is just the easiest target, and everyone else is like better at resisting. possession. And he definitely looks up to Peter as well. Oh yeah, yeah. He loved Peter, which was unfortunate. <laughs> just slightly. Yeah.
1: Um, or maybe are we jumping too far in thinking that Peter isn't is dead, and in fact he's not dead, and he's just playing. That could be. Long con with them, and just trying to freak them out for whatever reason.
0: If anyone could hide in the house undetected, it'd probably be Peter. Honestly, because like he's been in the house, he knows what it looks like. He knows where everything is. He's been in the old wing, which no one's supposed to go into. So yeah, I, I guess he could be hiding there. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know what his whole. I don't know what his end goal is. Like, why is he walking around the house? Why is he like staring at people? Why is he going through windows? Or like staring at people through windows like what like what is he hoping to gain from this because like if anything all he's doing is raising awareness
1: yeah exactly It's drawing attention to to himself um i don't know that's i feel like we were handed a villain but not the um backstory oh, what's the, word? the in in court you have to have the motive we don't have the motive yet oh like what is, what is his motivation? Because if it's to get back at them for Rebecca's death, maybe, like, I don't see Hannah and Owen doing anything or, or even, you know, the gardener doing anything to, to hurt Rebecca. So, I, think,
0: I mean, they all talked pretty highly of her. Like, they seemed like they were pretty upset when she had passed away.
1: Right, so a revenge motive doesn't really fit. So, I don't know. I guess, I guess we need to keep watching. I guess we how. gotta find
0: out. I mean, the part two isn't... I don't think the part two is next, chronologically. I don't remember what the next one's called, but it's not part two.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right, because episode four is called The Way It Came. So, I guess we're gonna put the story of Peter Quint on hold for a minute to get back yeah. to all the other lovely side stories that we have.
0: Which is fine, yeah. I mean, I don't mind. It's just... I don't really... It'll be interesting to see how it Yeah,
1: develops. definitely. Um, I never, ever, ever want to go to Flora and Miles' story time.
0: Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine just, like, some, like, 10-year-old kids just start, like, screaming, and you're just, like, do we clap? Like, I don't understand.
1: What is the appropriate reaction to this point?
0: Yeah. Like, Flora's was cute, and then Miles was, like, trying to make, like, you know, like, 10-year-old jokes, like, you know, trying to be funny. But then all of a sudden it gets super weird. And I don't understand like what that story was trying to convey with the whole like puppets. And he's like, when you pull on the strings, it hurts. And I don't know. I didn't understand it. It was kind of creepy. So I don't know if he was possessed.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder if the, the puppets with the strings just comes down to the fact that you don't want to be controlled. You want to be the controller. Maybe. So maybe, maybe he could have been possessed. And that was Peter Quinn talking about kind of his motivations to why he, why he didn't, why he's such a control freak and narcissist. I don't know. It was still really creepy. I thought it was uh, excellent that at the very end, like, everyone's kind of staring at Miles (laughs) and Miles is staring at them. And then the phone rings, which is, you know, the scary element that we've had so far is that (laughs) unknown phone call and Mr. Headlight. Eye man.
0: It was sad though. Like, I mean, I think it's funny that everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like, thank goodness the phone rang. But then, like, with Owen's mom passing away, that just, like, oh, broke yeah. my heart. But Hannah, like, whispered something to him. I want to know what Hannah whispered to him because, like, he was, like, heartbroken crying and she, like, pulls him close and whispers and you don't understand what she's saying. And then he calms down and he's like, yeah, no, okay. And he, like, gets in the car and I'm like, what did you say? Like, what? I want,
1: I, I want to know what she said. Um, hopefully that comes up in, like, a flashback or something like that. I you
0: hope can, so. Can I can hope can so. Because
1: that. that was definitely a change, right? It, it, like, it was a
0: very sudden change
1: sudden change
0: Yeah.
1: oh boy it was oh. wild and that was <laughs> really good I liked this one um, this episode more than I liked the, the second episode but I think it might have been just because I liked Luke and then suddenly I had somebody yeah. I like could root against I was like oh boy I don't like this guy let me list the ways
0: a clear villain that's not 10 years old
1: Right and isn't some ghost which you're like oh yeah of course I hate the ghost
0: yeah yeah I don't know
1: so I think it's your turn for the IMDb what would you put this at Shelby it's out
0: of if it's out of five I would say hmm, four point six
1: excellent I like the so pretty depth. good
0: I. Well, it's too easy to be like, yeah, I'd give it a four. I'm going to say 4.6 because, like, obviously there are some parts that I don't understand and I didn't like the ending of it. Like, I liked the whole, like, oh, who would have thought the au pair, but, like, the dragging drag me to hell style, like, ghost, I didn't really understand and, like, I don't know. For a a Peter-centric episode, I feel like there was a lot that wasn't covered. So if they don't, I hope they cover it in more depth. I guess that could be part two, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. I liked it, though.
1: Yeah. Oh, we forgot one of the scary points—the where (gasps) Danny's laying in the bed and that hand that's covered in blood is like gripping the sheets next to her.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Creepy.
1: I don't know. Romantic. (laughs) Romantic. Yes, I've always wanted bloodied hands gripping the sheet next to me. So cute. In a haunted mansion in (laughs) the English countryside. It's checking all those boxes. (laughs) But yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I guess my question there would be: Is this something from Danny's past? Which I don't know how many people would have bloodied hands in their past, or is this something that the house is throwing at her to, to um, to just freak her out?
0: I don't know, because like so far we've only seen a guy with like glowing eyes, and you don't ever—he, I mean, he never shows his hands. It's just to focus on his eyes. So I feel like it wouldn't be that. It could just like I don't know. It could be. It could be Miss Jessel, I guess, because she died. But I think she drowned herself. She didn't like bleed, did she?
1: Uh, I, yeah. I don't. I we don't have enough information to be able to yeah. know about if there was other injuries beforehand.
0: I feel like if anything, it's probably just like a ghost trying to mess with her, like the house instead of like her.
1: Yeah, like we saw that plague doctor earlier. It's just another one of those oh. ghosts that are trapped in. Yeah. 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 I like that one. I just, it popped into my head as I was, like, oh, yeah, there because I'm trying to, this story doesn't feel as haunted as Haunting of Hill House, which I don't have a problem with. I've enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. But like, like you said, it's like, we're, we're listing off and we, we're on one hand. It's the, the headlight guy. Well, we don't know if Peter Quint is alive or a ghost or if there's possession. I mean, that's all kind of up in the air. So there's not that many haunting type aspects and yeah. one of the scariest moments was last episode, but Flora turns and shushes this faceless. Singing,
0: singing, yeah, like ghost, yeah. or she's just like laying on the floor, like I don't know what she's doing.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it was just kind of, I was like, oh yeah, we we should pull that in, because it's not like we're inundated with tons of ghostly, scary things. It's true. Yeah. I do like that 4.6 rating. I I like yeah. this one better than episode two. Um, yeah, me too. I, I feel like I'm set up with a lot of questions to go forward, a lot of things that I want to know about. Um, and I feel like we finally have the characters. The characters are here. And now mm-hmm. we're just got to put those pieces together.
0: They're all going to come together.
1: Uh, definitely. All going to come <laughs> together. Very yeah. excited. Well, we got one week until our next episode that comes out. We'll be hitting up episode four. Um Yay! Yeah, it will be coming either Saturday or Sunday.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So look forward for that, depending on just when we're able to get to our podcasting station. On um, uh, wise, we've moved our uh, station platform. We're not on pod- – well, we, you can still access uh, our podcast for our entertainment on Podomatic, but we're being hosted through Anchor now. Um, yeah. Anchor has expanded our ability to be able to uh, – pick up more um, podcasting places. So we're still available at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Spotify, uh, Podomatic as well, and Anchor itself. Uh, but if you mm-hmm. go to our the Anchor channel, uh, which will be shared out on our Twitter today, you'll be able to see the multiple other uh, podcasting sites that we've been able to extend out to. I don't have the full list here today. We're still getting more coming in. So I'm really excited to be able to say that. New partner, new host site.
0: Yay! Yeah, mm-hmm. people get out
1: there. Um, <laughs> very excited about that. But yeah, this is this is fun. I'm excited. Got a lot of questions <laughs> heading into next week. Same. Same. Well, thanks everybody for listening. And this is Alex and Shelby uh, signing off for another week on Four r Entertainment. Bye. Bye.